What's good, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of the Black 850 Podcast. I'm your host, Devontae Williams, where we want to show you and teach you how to get credit for your financial freedom. If you want to find us on IG, that's Instagram. It's at Black850 underscore credit. That's Black850 underscore credit. And if you want to find us on Facebook, just type in Black850 Credit Restoration. That's Black850 Credit Restoration. All right. If you want to get a self-account, um, just check out the link in the show notes. Self is a great way to um, basically start building your credit if you don't have any. Um, pretty much everyone gets approved. Uh, it's like four easy steps to get signed up. You can start your um, your CD account with them for as little as $25 a month, all the way up to $150 a month, just depending on your needs. They're very flexible. Uh, they have a great user-friendly app that gives you all the information and tools you need to navigate through your payment process. And lastly, if you'd like to become a client, I will have that link in the show notes as well, where you can reach out to me directly through via email. It will send you straight to our website. You would just scroll down and hit contact us and it will send me a message directly. All right. And like we always do, shout out to my boy, Devontae Vanegar, for the amazing instrumental that he provides for every single episode. I really appreciate you, my guy. If anyone would like to reach out to him about any instrumentals uh, for any project that you have going on, please reach out to him on Tay V Beats on Instagram. All right. That's Tay V Beats on Instagram. All right. And a special shout out to our international listeners. In Germany, Canada, Mexico, India, and Albania, I really appreciate y'all tuning in every single week. Um, y'all are very consistent. Y'all are definitely help me, helping me reach more people around the country and around the world. So I really appreciate the love that y'all are consistently showing. And for all of my U.S. listeners, thank you for consistently tuning in as well. Y'all continue to share the podcast, continue to like the podcast. That helps me reach uh, as many people as I can, and it helps us. Uh, you know, go up further on the charts, get uh, more recognized by people who are looking for the type of topics that we are dropping each Sunday. All right. So y'all keep sharing, keep liking, keep commenting. Um, just keep showing some love. I really appreciate it. All right. So what are we going to be talking about today? Let's get right into it. All right. We're not going to waste any time. This one is probably going to be one of, one of my more favorite topics just because a lot of people don't know um, the uh the detriment that this could have on your life um because th there's so many things that go into credit and we think that it's just a three-digit number you know a credit card or a loan but there's so many other things that go into it right so let's get right into it what are we going to be talking about today we're going to be talking about the side effects of bad credit okay how bad credit affects your life okay the side effects of having bad credit and how bad credit affects your life, okay? This article is provided by um, Balance, written by LaToya Irby, 
It was updated on April 5th, 2022. So thank you, Ms. Latoya, for um, this amazing article that I have already read through that we're going to share to our listeners today. All right. So some people think, like I said before, they think, oh, you know, a credit a credit score is just a credit score. That's it. It's a three-digit number between, you know, 350 to 850. Okay. And then most people think that's where it stops. Well, I can only get a credit card or I can only get a car loan or a mortgage or a personal loan. You know, that's not all of that what credit is. There's so many different things that are intact inside of it. Um that it that not knowing those specific details on some of those things can really hurt you depending on what your situation is and your circumstances are in life. Okay, so let's get right into them. Number one, all right, high interest rates on credit cards and loans. Okay. Number one, high interest rates on credit cards and loans. Credit scores indicate the likelihood that you will uh, default on a credit card or loan obligation. Having low credit means indi it indicates you're a riskier borrower. Okay, it, it, it's, it basically says that, you know, you're a much riskier borrower to where you can um, not get approved. I mean, or you could have a high interest rate. Okay. Creditors and lenders make you pay for the risk by charging you a higher interest rate. So for those of you that are going out here and getting these cars and getting these mortgage loans and these personal loans, and you're thinking like, man, why the hell is my payment so high? Well, have you looked at your credit score? Do you know what your debt to income ratio is? Do you know how to, do you know how to calculate your debt to income ratio? Okay. These things can all be Googled or, you know, you can look it up on Safari, DuckDuckGo, or however you uh, search your um, information. You just simply type in debt to income ratio or just get on the Experian app and create a free account and then see what your experience score is. Um, if you would like to know what your Vantage 3.0 scores are, you could easily download uh, apps like Credit Sesame, Credit Karma, um, and there's a few others. Okay. If you're approved for the credit with a bad score, you'll pay more in interest over time than you would if you had a better credit score um, and you'd have a better interest rate. The more you borrow, the more you'll pay in interest. All right. So if you have a bad credit score, you will eventually you, you more than likely will have high interest rates and um, on credit cards and loans. Number two, credit and loan applications may not be approved. Meaning credit creditors are willing to accept a certain amount of risk. However, if your credit score is too low, they might not want to lend you all uh, lend to you at all. With bad credit, you may find that your applications are denied. So one thing that we've talked about before on this show is, you know, inquiries. You want to make sure that you're uh, strategic with those and that you know exactly what's on your credit report. You know what your debt to income ratio is, you know what your credit score is, you know how many inquiries you have, you know who those creditors or those lenders or uh, which bureaus they're pulling from. That way you can kind of see, okay, this score is a little bit higher. They only pull from that one. I want to try to use that one. You know, it just depends. But you want to make sure that your credit score is in good, or your credit report in, in general is in good shape because you may not get approved for that loan uh, application. Hence, you may be wasting an inquiry and losing a few points um, in return. All right. Number three, 
difficulty getting approved for an apartment. This, this is a big one. Okay. This is a big one. Most of us, you know, aren't ready to buy houses um, after we get out of high school or after we get out of college. Okay. So more than likely, we're going to rent an apartment. All right. Or a townhome or whatever um, is available. But for most of us, we're renting apartments. Some apartment complexes, um, more, most of them, actually, most of them actually run either run your credit or they just want to do a um, a credit check as far as like like a small screening. They may not pull your credit reports, but they may do a soft pull just to kind of see where you're at. Then that will more than likely tell them like, OK, they can probably keep up with the rent payments. They make this amount each month. This is what their credit score is. So they're responsible or irresponsible with credit and or money. So make sure that you have your credit score in the best um, range as you possibly can get it before you go apply for an apartment, because you may be that person to where you want to live in a great area and you're not able to because, you know, your credit score is too low. All right. So make sure that you um, are checking out your credit reports to see if you even be uh, credit worthy for an apartment. And you can easily look up you know, what do I, what information do I need in order to get approved for an apartment complex? Or what I would do, I would reach out to that complex directly or complexes directly just to kind of see, hey, what is a kind of a, we'll say a score range that y'all like to see your applicants to be in? What is all the information that I need in order to apply for this apartment today? And then they'll tell you. Okay. So many people don't realize landlords check credit before approving a rental application. Having bad credit can make it much more difficult to rent an apartment or a house. If you find a landlord who will rent to you despite your low credit score, you may have to pay a higher security deposit, which is another thing that is very important when, when before going into an apartment. Some people uh, don't know that when you have a high credit score, you may not have to put down a security deposit at all. Usually, like the average security deposit is anywhere between, you know, two and you know, $700, depending on where you live. That's a good range, depending on where you live. And let's just say you're, you know, you have the high 700s, or if you're even breaking 800, you may not even pay a, a security deposit at all. So just keep that in mind. Number four, security deposits on utilities. This is a good one. Utility companies, electricity, phone, and cable, check your credit as part of the application process. If you have a bad credit history, you may have to pay a security deposit to establish service in your name, even if you've all uh, always paid your utility bills on time. The security deposit will be uh, charged up front before you can establish service in your name. So just to kind of cut out the middleman and all the extra hassle and fees, make sure you have uh, you also have good credit for your utility bills. So that way you can just easily get everything cut on, put in your name. You don't have to get a cosigner. And then you're just not in this endless loop of just information and just extra steps that you have to take. All right. Number five, getting denied for a cell phone contract. This is a good one. It's a good one. So for, you know, most of you out there, um, even like myself, I was on my grandmother's phone plan, you know, up until I want to say I was maybe like 21, 20 or 21. I'm 26 now. So I was like, you know what? I want my own phone plan. And at the time, um, uh, I didn't know that you had to have, <laughs> I didn't know you had to have credit in order to get a cell phone plan. So back then I didn't have the best of credit, nor did I really even know a whole lot about credit. I knew a little bit, 
but not all the key factors that I should have known. Um, and I now have AT&T. And so when they ran my credit, it was good. It was decent. But there were some extra fees that I had to pay in order to get my cell phone service set up, um, which if I would have gone in with better credit, I may not have had to pay a deposit or, you know, pay extra fees to get the service and the phone and all that good stuff. Okay. So get into nine for a cell phone contract. Most major cell phone companies check your credit when you sign up for a service. They argue that you're extending a month of service, to, uh, extending a month of service to you. So they need to know how reliable your payments will be. If your credit's bad, you may have to get a prepaid cell phone, a month to month contract where phones are typically more expensive or go without go without one at all. OK, so most of us want to have a cell phone. Most of us need one for certain things. So have good credit so you don't have to worry about not having one. OK. Number six, getting denied for employment. This is a huge, a huge one. Like, I need y'all to really, like, I I really need y'all to tune in on this, right? So number six is getting denied for employment. Some professions, you have to have good credit. Like, they check your credit score before they will um, hire you for that job position. Like, there's some people in the financial world, like, you know, financial... Uh, accountants, uh, just, you know, regular CPAs, financial advisors, I mean, financial managers, I mean, the list goes, bank, like bankers. I mean, there's so many different um, titles that may or may not require a credit check and for you to have good credit. So some employers do check your credit score. And if you do not have a good credit score, you can have the best resume ever. But that one thing that could potentially keep you from getting that job is because you have poor credit. Because some institutions are like, look, they're going to be managing money and dealing with money and teaching people how to, you know, manage their money. Why would I hire them if they don't even know how to manage their money, nor do they have a good credit score? Right. So in some ways, more than none, it makes sense. So make sure your credit is high. So certain jobs, especially those in upper management or in the finance industry, require you to have a good credit history. You can actually be turned down for a job because of negative items on your credit report, especially high debt amounts, bankruptcy and outstanding bills. OK, note that employers check your credit report and not your credit score. They're not necessarily checking for bad credit, but for items that could affect your job performance. OK, so I uh, retract as far as them checking your credit score, but they do check your credit reports for the data to make sure that you don't have any you know, big derogatory marks and late payments and bankruptcies and et cetera. So get your credit right if you want that job. Seven, higher insurance premiums. This one is big, y'all. Most of us pay car insurance. We pay, you know, health insurance, um, just, you know, insurance for a business. It's all kind of stuff, right? With that being said, insurance companies also check credit. They want to make sure that you have a um, a good credit history, similar to, you know, employers, right? So for us that are, you know, we're getting those new cars and we're paying, you know, two, three, four hundred dollars a month in car insurance, you might want to check out your credit reports and see why that is. You may have 18 derogatory marks for late payments and, you know, nine collections. You never know. That could be the reason why that your premiums are so high. 
because you're a riskier, you're, you're deemed risky or riskier than most um, policyholders because they have a better credit history or credit score than you. All right. So insurance companies often help determine risk by looking at your credit. They use credit based insurance scores to help determine the rate you'll pay. Typically, the better your credit, the lower your rate will be and the worse your credit, the higher your rate will be. However, your premium rate isn't based solely on your credit score. Many other factors come into play as well. All right. So if you want to stop paying high for high, paying high in insurance premiums, get your credit data right. All right. Number eight. All right. Calls from debt collectors. We all have been there for the most part. They've called our phones. We've either blocked them, ignored them. Some of us, unfortunately, have answered and given them everything they needed to basically pin the debt on us. That way it sticks even longer. Do not do that. Okay. So calls from debt collectors. Bad credit itself doesn't lead to debt collection calls. However, chances are that you have had a, you have bad credit. Uh, you also uh, have some past due bills that debt collectors are pursuing. So, for example, if you are a person out there that has medical bills and just, you know, car payment, credit card bills and all this stuff that you've, you know, um, have gone into collections or have been charged off. What you need to do is just kind of evaluate and see, okay, how long, um, and your credit reports will tell you this too, how long is it until this credit, uh, this account falls off by itself? Um, Does it make sense for me to pay it? Um, Do I not want to pay it at all? Is it even mine? Should I dispute it? You need to ask yourself those questions and whatever is the best situation for you, that's what you should do. Some people don't ever want to pay them off, and that's fine. But some people just feel a feel that peace of mind um, if they do go ahead and pay them off. But you want to make sure that you get a pay for delete letter when you pay it off. Basically, you're saying, hey, debt collector, in exchange for me paying this off today in full, because if you have, you have to pay it off in full, you can't. it can't be a settlement. Settlements will only be updated as paid in full. Okay, It won't be deleted. If you pay the original balance in full, then you can get a pay for delete letter because you paid it in full. All right. So know the difference between the two. All right. Number nine, difficulty starting your own business. This is huge. Many new businesses need bank loans to help fund their startup. A bad credit history can limit the amount you're able to borrow to start a new business, even if you have a solid business plan and data supporting your business success. So. The reason why this is actually on this list is because some loan, uh, some lenders and creditors um, require a personal guarantee. That means a personal credit guarantee, your personal credit within your business credit before they actually give you funding, meaning that this business inquiry or account could potentially show up on your personal credit reports. All right. So with that being said, just make sure if you are going to use that option or go down that route to personally guarantee your credit to start a business, make sure that your credit history is clean. It looks, you know, it's it's form fitted, it's organized, and you have a really decent score. I recommend anyone who wants to start a business and you're going to personally guarantee your credit within that business to start that business, have at least a 700 plus, okay? Don't have any late payments, don't have any derogatory marks, don't have any collections, don't have any charge offs. Okay. Because these will hurt your chances 
of getting approved and you don't want to go in here and get two inquiries or three inquiries, however many they would, you know, uh, hit you with and lose all those points just because you didn't do the research, nor did you look into your own credit history before you went in there. All right. So y'all make sure y'all, uh, tap into that. And finally, number 10. Okay. Number 10, difficulty purchasing a car. All right. This one's really good just because I know all of us out there wanting to get new cars. Um, we're just, you know, it just, you feel good when you got a new car, especially when you can afford it. All right. It, may, it just makes sense. So difficulty purchasing a car. Banks check your credit, uh, credit before giving you a car loan. With bad credit, you might get denied a loan altogether. Or if you're approved, you'll likely have a high um, or if you're approved, you'll likely have a higher, higher interest rate, which leads to higher monthly payments. So if you're approved with like, so here's the thing. We talked about this before in a previous episode, right? So if y'all go in there with those 620s and, you know, 540s and low 600s, you know, you don't go in there with a 700 plus. You're going to come out of there with a higher interest rate and a higher monthly payment. So the reason why you're thinking like, man, like I'm, I just bought me a 2015 um, Honda Accord and I'm paying a 12, 12 or 13% interest rate on it. And my monthly payment is like $700 and my insurance is $198 a month. Okay. So you're paying so much on this car and it's an older model because you have poor credit and you have all these, you know, late payments, inqu uh, inquiries and, you know, collections, and you just didn't know what your, what your credit history or your credit reports were telling you. Right. So with that being said, make sure that before you go into that bank credit union, we recommend credit unions. If you're going to go get any type of loan, but mostly a car loan, definitely go to a credit union. Anyway, make sure you, before you go into that credit union, you get that loan. Um, one, I would call them and say, hey, do you do pre-approvals before you actually give me the approval uh, letter? If the answer is yes, simply let them do a soft pull on your credit to see where you're at. If you don't know how to uh, get access to your credit reports, you can go to Identity IQ, type in your information, and it literally will list out all of your uh, credit data for all three bureaus. Okay, Or you can go on Experian.com, set up a free account. And just kind of go through your reports that way. Or you can, uh, once a year, you can order by mail, you can order your free credit reports and they will send them in the mail to you, but it'll take a few weeks to get to you. Okay. So you could ask them to check out your credit reports for you as a, on a soft pool and they can say, okay, look, this is where you're at. They may even give you some suggestions Say, hey, look, try paying this off or getting rid of this or getting this removed. And then they'll give you kind of like a, it's like a score generator, like, and it's just like, you know, possibilities. It's not an exact uh, calculation. They say, hey, look, you could easily get 60 or 70 points potentially if you just, you know, get rid of this based off their calculators and all that good stuff. So once you get that and you say, okay, look, I, you, your credit score is a 798. You know, you look good as far as like, you know, your payment history. You know, you could get approved today. What what are you looking for? And then they're going to ask for all this other type of information, which we will get into another episode. But make sure that your credit is good before you go try to purchase a car. And like we said in the previous episodes, go to the credit union first. Not saying that 
car and um, car dealerships are all the same. I've spoken to um, a plethora, a plethora, y'all like that word, <laughs> a plethora of different um, car dealerships and managers, and they're not all bad. All right. So most of them, yes, they're trying to get they're trying to get that sale. You know, they're trying to meet quotas. You know, we all get it. Everybody's pressed for something. But they are going to let you know, like, hey, look, this is what we can do for you versus what the bank can do for you. At the end of the day, depending on your circumstances and your goals and just your strategy, we recommend going to the credit union to get the check and obviously going to pick it up, uh, go pick up the car then. But it's completely up to you. But use your use your resources before actually going and making a purchase like that. All right. So I hope you all enjoyed this episode. Um, I've been planning this for a week. This is why we didn't have an episode last week. I really wanted to take my time on this one just because um, this episode, I feel like is going to help a lot of people out as far as like what they have uh, planned for themselves in the next you know few years uh, for their lives, because, you know, you don't know what having bad credit could really affect. And the best way that you can get on track of this stuff is just literally just look at your credit reports and just see what's on there. You may have some stuff on there that is not even yours and has been sitting on there for two or three years. And you wonder why, like, man, I can't even break a 700. I've been in the low 600s for five years. That could be why. So just simply, you know, get a hold of your credit reports and see what's on there, see what your chances are. And what I would recommend doing too just, I mean, and it's not a waste of their time, but just go to a credit union, go to a mortgage lending company and just ask them questions. That's what they're there for. Say, hey, look, what is something, what is all the information I would need uh, as a young individual in order to get approved for a car loan? And they will tell you everything. They'll list everything out. Hey, what bureau do y'all pull from? Hey, what bureaus do you pull from? And not only that, what bureaus do you report to? All right. So it's just, it's so, it's a lot going into it, but as long as you know the right questions to ask, then at least you can use that to your advantage to, you know, help you out some and save some money to where you're not paying so much unnecessary money each month for these things that, you know, we want to, we want to have throughout life. All right. So we basically talked about, you know, the side effects of bad credit and how bad credit affects your life. Okay. This, uh, this article was on the balance. And it was written by Miss Latoya Irby. All right. So thank you for the article. It was amazing. And I hope that this article has helped you kind of look more into, you know, if you're getting ready to make these type of purchases or look into getting an apartment, um, just all kinds of things, all the different things that we talked about. Hopefully this episode will be a great resource for you before you actually uh, commit to these things. And that way you're able to use this episode to your advantage and get the best deals, the best interest rates, and so you can get more knowledge on what your credit reports have in store for you. All right. This has been another episode of the Black 850 Podcast. I'm your host, Devontae Williams. If you want to find us on Instagram, that's Black 850 underscore credit. Facebook is Black 850 Credit Restoration. If you want to become a client, just please reach out to me via Instagram or uh, Facebook Messenger. Um, or you could just simply go to the link. Uh, in the show notes or in the uh, the bio in our uh, Instagram page. And then you can just reach out to us directly uh, there and it will send me an email and we will get you set up. All right. Thank you for all our listeners internationally in Germany, Canada, Mexico, India, and Albania. 
And all my U.S. listeners, thank y'all for supporting me consistently. Please continue to like, share this uh, podcast. Uh, give me a rating that helps us climb the chart so we can continue to reach more people. I love the topics that I'm putting out because I don't feel like anyone is doing them as in-depth or as in detail as I am. Um, and I'm extremely confident in that. This has been another episode of the Black A50 Podcast where we want to show you and teach you how to gain credit for your financial freedom. I'm your host, Devontae Williams. Thank y'all for listening. We love y'all. Y'all be safe. Y'all be easy. It's better than